This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, here to tell you about the episode today. And today's episode, I'm going to be speaking about what happens when unexpected things take place, especially if it's something that happens to a loved one or to one of our beloved pets like it did to my little Basil this weekend. I'm going to share how I managed my mind around this and give you tips on how you can manage your mind when a loved one's suffering, whether they be human or a canine or any other kind of animal. So here we go, episode 131 of the Brain BS podcast, Brain BS around unexpected vet visits. Do you want more out of your life but not exactly sure what that might be? Are you longing for something but can't quite put your finger on what it is? That is the universe speaking to you and it is time to listen up. I'm your host, Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS coach. I created the Brain BS podcast to help people define what success means to them and show them how to get it. I help you to let go of fear and doubt and prepare your nervous system for success. I show you how to understand your own energy and to trust yourself to make all the decisions. If you are ready to go inward and stop looking outside yourself for all the answers, this is the podcast for you. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. So I was originally going to do a podcast episode today on making friends as an older to middle-aged adult, but I decided that I wasn't going to do that today because something else came up that I wasn't expecting that kind of threw me off course a little bit. And I thought it would be a really good thing to talk about in terms of the brain BS that can come up when things don't go uh, like we expect them to. So I'm calling this episode the brain BS around unexpected vet visits because I just got back from the vet this morning because something happened with my dog basil so before i get into it though and what happened i was trying to think of how i want to present this to you in a way that makes sense that's consistent with what the podcast is all about which is mastering brain bs for success and creating a nervous system to support it and i do that by approaching things from a spiropractical point of view and by spiropractical I mean spiritual elements, more energy, and it's practical and applicable to your day-to-day life. And one of the ways that I do that is universal law. So we learn these techniques, we learn these philosophies, and we learn these theories, but the only way that they actually matter is if we actually apply them. So that's what I'm gonna try to do for you today. I'm going to do this episode through the law of polarity. And the law of polarity just means that you have two halves to every hole that are in front of you at any given moment. Depending on the lens that you're looking at it through, you can see something good or you can see something bad. You could see something negative or you can see something positive. It's two halves to the same hole. Both of those are available to you in any given moment. The only thing that you have to do is change the way you're thinking and reframe it and look at it in a different way and you can see it differently. So I'm gonna show you how that's kinda come naturally to me because I've been doing this work pretty solid for the last three years, so it sort of just happens. But trust me, it doesn't always happen. I have my moments, I have my funks, I just had one since this whole thing started. So I kind of want to show you how it works so that if it happens to you, you can cultivate more awareness of how important it is that you think on purpose and consciously when unexpected things come up and you will save yourself a lot of suffering. 
So it started on Saturday. I just got back from California, pretty much been there for a month and our dog sitter dropped the dogs off. She's a wonderful dog sitter, takes really good care of the dogs. What happened with Basil is nothing that could be prevented. It's nothing we can do to keep it from happening. It's happened once before. So I noticed he was walking weird and I was like, okay, is that like an anal gland thing again? Because back in August of 2021, and I know this just because the vet just told me the date, Basil had an anal gland tear then. Well, it totally freaked me out then. It felt like way more of a big crisis than this situation does, which goes to show that the way you're thinking has a lot to do with it. I, I, and she said, well, he was fine before. This is like really sudden. And I, so we were trying to figure it out. And then I called the vet because it wasn't noon yet just to see if there was any chance he could miraculously get in because my brain BS was that I need to feel better right now. I need to know that my dog's okay and I need to get him in there pronto. Well, I did talk to somebody there, but he wasn't able to get in, but they did give me an appointment for Monday to see a different doctor than he normally sees because his doctor wouldn't be available till Tuesday. Well, there have been times in the past where I would have been like, oh, he has to see his doctor and made a big thing about it. But I knew intuitively and instinctually that I should just take that appointment and that we were so lucky that we even got an appointment that quickly because that does not always happen at this doctor's office. So that's my first lens looking at life through the law of polarity. I could have been upset that it couldn't get him in Saturday. I could have been upset that it was a weekend and there was no care available except the emergency place that's close to my home. But instead, I was very grateful that I got an appointment for Monday. And I called Blue Pearl, which is the emergency vet place that's close by, to talk to them about whether or not this was life-threatening and if I could let Basil stay at home, be comfortable, not get extremely stressed out by going to an emergency room, and that I had an appointment for him that Monday. Well, I promise you, that is not the way I held it. I handled it the last time because I was freaking out in a basket case because I didn't know how to feel uncomfortable emotions then. I'm getting way better at it. I still don't really like it if I'm totally honest with you, but it has become a major part of my work, especially in the last six months. They said it was fine that he could wait until Monday. I have these little doggy diapers. I put that on. I tried to make him as comfortable as possible. We covered the furniture, the place that they always sit. We covered that with blankets, doggy blankets, so we didn't have to worry about anything getting on the furniture. And I was very grateful because when he sat on me, that's when his anal gland ruptured and it didn't get on the furniture. It didn't get anywhere else except on my leg. And I was able to just take off those pants and wash them and it wasn't a big deal. Again, another way to look at it, I could have been upset and grossed out that it ruptured on my leg, but I wasn't. And I was really, really grateful that I was there to take care of them. I could have wished that this happened when I was gone so that I wouldn't have to deal with it, but I actually wanted to deal with it. And I think it's way easier for my husband and I to deal with it, especially with two dogs, than it would have been for our dog sitter to handle it by herself. Instead of being upset that it happened, thinking that it shouldn't have happened, and panicking, I was grateful that 
I was home to take care of him. I was grateful that it ruptured on my lap and not the furniture. And I was grateful that we had an appointment to get to the vet on Monday morning. This might not seem like a big deal, this shift that I had in the way I was thinking this time for the last time versus the last time, but I promise you it was. And the reason for that is because of the way I was feeling. And when we look at the way we're feeling and the energy we're putting out there, law of attraction dictates that's what we bring back to us. So it's really important. Doesn't mean you're always going to feel great or anything. That's not, that, that is not what I'm saying here. But if you can really, truly, sincerely at your core, be able to see the positive in things that are happening that you wish weren't happening, it can really change everything and it can change the course of the recovery moving forward. That's what happened. And then, so then I want to talk to you now about today because it was time to go to the vet. We've been keeping an eye on them. It's been stressful. Couldn't do the things that I normally do. I wasn't able to go to the grocery store after being gone for a month. I had to stay here with Basil and keep an eye on him because he can't touch that area. So Bob went to Costco instead. So that was a blessing. I didn't have to go to the grocery store. It's not my favorite thing right when I get back from California. I also tend to try to exercise and get back into a routine and kind of push myself a little bit, but I couldn't this time because I had to stay close to Basil and I had to keep an eye on him. So I got to rest and kind of take things slowly and, and not um, jump right back into things. So again, looking at it from the standpoint of how it's working for me and not against me, there it wasn't all bad that I wasn't able to do the things I normally do because I always have some you know some jet lag when we get back from California. Might not seem like it would be um, that much with the two hour time difference, but it really it does really make a big difference. Going flash forward to today, I'm getting ready to go to the appointment and find out that my husband has an appointment this morning, which is unusual. And I was like kind of stressing because Ginger, who isn't even sick, my other dog, is more upset and stressed out and frantic about Basil than Basil is. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to leave her at home. But here's the thing. I never leave one of them at home alone. They've never been home alone by themselves. Every time something happens to one of them, the other one comes with. And if they don't, then Bob's here with the other dog. And she was so stressed out and worried when we were getting ready to go to this appointment and crying and whimpering. And I just did not have the heart to leave her here alone. But of course, you can guess where my brain BS is going now. And this happens to anybody who has two dogs at some point. I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen when one thing happens to one of them and not the other and the other one's left behind? And... I became so emotional thinking about that for numerous reasons, but I allowed myself to go there because I felt like in that moment that I needed it, that I needed to acknowledge that yes, unless by some rare occurrence, both of them died at the same exact time, I am going to have to have one dog adjust to not living with the other dog. And I'm going to have to live with the discomfort of watching that and be witness to that and do the best that I can to help them adjust to the other one not being there 
And we do this with humans too, which is another reason why I became emotional going to the vet today. Because when something happens to a loved one or a pet that we love very much, <laughs> we get triggered by the past. We get triggered by the other people that we've loved, that we've witnessed suffering, that we've helped take care of. And you think that you grieved for them. You think that you got through it and you think that you've adjusted and you've gotten to the other side of it. Because I can think about my mom now and I usually laugh. I, I rarely cry when I think of my mom now. It's been like 17 years. My dad, it hasn't been as long. It's been about seven years. He, he was my greatest teacher and I have such gratitude for him. And I really feel like I've worked through all of that stuff too. Same with my in-laws. I love them very much. I was very involved in taking care of them at the end of their lives and, and supporting them the best way that I can. So I've thought that with doing all the thought work that I've done around this, that I've pretty much done everything that I can to grieve and to move forward and, and to be okay with, with what's happened in the past and, and having a future focus. But what I realized today is those emotions, they're still, they're still emotions inside me that haven't been released yet, that haven't been processed and released. So when something like this comes up and it's unexpected and you're seeing your dog, your cat, your bunny, your, I don't know, iguana, whatever it is, or a loved one, it is going to trigger your subconscious programming that's in your body. It doesn't even matter if you acknowledge it or not consciously because subconscious programming is way louder and way stronger than anything else. So I want to tell you how I use this to my advantage today. Going to the vet, I literally bawled my eyes out, like bawling, full on bawling, crying really hard, but I wasn't thinking about any of the stories that went with the crying. I literally just looked at it as an opportunity to bawl my eyes out, to feel uncomfortable emotions, to process them and to release them. So it started out with the thought that, oh my God, what if something happens to one of them or not what if, when something happens to one of them, that got me going. And that got me like really emotional and triggered. And then it made me think about my dad, my mom, all the loved ones in the past. And then I was able to let go of all those stories and just feel the feelings and just bawled. And clearly I got emotional when I'm just talking in the podcast now. So I have more of that to do today and I will be doing it. And not just today. I mean, for life, this is for life. Different situations come up and they happen for us, not to us. This happening with Basil provided me an opportunity to dig deeper, to realize there's more layers here to this suffering that I witnessed for loved ones and to get me to be able to access emotions that are trapped in my body. Now, that doesn't mean that every emotion that came out of my body is related to an incident that took place in the past of taking care of someone who was suffering. It just means it opens up the gateway for me to just go 
and let it all out. And when you're not trying to think about it and you don't have stories about it and you're not judging any of it and you're just letting it be there, that's what happens. It just it just goes through you. And then you know that it that it is really being released and you can tell by the way you're feeling. When you don't have that, you know when you get like that sick feeling and that stress and that angst when you love someone or a pet that's suffering and you're just like, oh my God, it's so consuming. Finding a way to access tears or anger or frustration or whatever it is you have to do if you had to pound a pillow or you have to run a few miles or whatever it is it's so important to figure out how to access the emotion that's there and for me it was sadness it is sadness and I'm still feeling it right now as I talk about this because it's not just sadness over the past and the people that I've lost and loved and my dog, Harry, who suffered enormously at the end. Well, not actually not at the very end because I actually provided a beautiful, wonderful exit for him from this world that was pain-free, totally comfortable on our upper floor deck. But prior to that, he had some pretty stressful events over at that Blue Pearl emergency place that I was talking about, which also had an impact on why I didn't want to bring ginger and basil there. So all, all these experiences that we have in life in the past have an impact on us, but then it's also the future. It's a reminder when something goes awry or something's not going the way you expected it to or someone gets sick or a pet gets sick, it's a reminder of how fleeting life is. That we're all gonna die. Nobody's here forever. There's going to be an end for every single one of us, no matter how much we try to deny it and put it off and not think about it. And that makes me sad. It does. I'm working through it and trying to figure out where it's going to take me, but I'm meeting myself where I am right now. And right now I'm feeling sad about this. I feel sad when I hear about things happening to people in the news, when I hear about people losing a loved one unexpectedly and tragically. Oh, it makes me so sad. And I have to, I have to honor that that's there and I have to recognize it. I wish I could say that I'm not, I, I was going to say that I'm not afraid of dying. I don't really think that I'm afraid of dying. I just don't want to. I just, I don't want to. I don't want to leave the people I love here, the pets I love here, and, and being human. I love it. Um, but that being said, talk about the law of polarity. Doesn't matter. It's going to happen whether I like it or not. So how can I look at it in a way that works for me and not be focused on dwelling in the sadness and the uncomfortable emotions that go with that? So for me, I just let myself go there today in the car. I just bawled. I bawled when I came home and when I meditate this afternoon, I'm going to think about dying. I'm going to think about unexpected tragedies and I am just going to, I am going to process and release a lot of emotions and then I'm done for now. I'm done because I didn't resist them. 
I have them. I'm not fighting these feelings. I'm letting them be there. I'm not making it my problem. And I'm getting them out of my system until the next thing that happens that goes to the next layer and more emotions come up. That's how it works. It's always one layer at a time, one event after another, one human that upsets us or lets us down or leaves us. We, it's just over and over again. That's why we're here is because of our relationships with our pets and with our loved ones. That's how we learn. That's how we, we process this whole emotional human experience and what it's like to have a brain. We have to understand that we're in charge of it. We get to decide all the time how we want to approach something. We get to respond instead of react if we are full in and really trying to live consciously. The takeaways that I want you to be able to take from this episode are one, and these are, these are pretty much no-brainers. You're not hearing these from me for the first time, but I want you to really hear them this time. Nothing is forever. And everything in life is 50-50. It's always going to be good and it's always going to be bad. It's never either or. And both of those are accessible to us at any given, excuse me, at any given time based on the law of polarity. So we get to choose. We get to choose to keep the whole picture in mind and not get caught up in just one half of it where we're not in denial that we're going to die, but we're not focused on the fact that we're going to die right? We take it all in. We practice gratitude, 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 gratitude for when things are going well. And I do this on a regular basis. When I'm walking with the dogs, I'm like, thank you, God, for the dogs both being healthy, for me being healthy, for Bob, for the girls, for everyone close to us, that I still have all my siblings and they're all still alive and well. I practice this gratitude for what I have on a regular basis and it does impact the way you feel on a regular basis. And the last thing is that I want you to know that even though things do have to be uncomfortable and things are going to be sad, if we can accept reality and not reject it and just fully accept that everything is temporary and not forever and let go of the stories and the brain BS around how we should live longer, we should be better, it shouldn't be this hard for us, it shouldn't be this, it shouldn't be that. Whenever we're talking shoulds, it's brain BS, it's not real. And the truth is, whatever you're experiencing in this moment is exactly what you need to evolve to the next level. And I know that is a tough pill to swallow, and I know that it challenges um, those of us who like to feel victimy, which I fall into that category, or those of us who want to blame everybody else for everything, like, but it's all happening exactly as planned. And the reason why I know that is because it's the way it's happening. So here I am in the sunroom, took the dogs to the vet at 10 a.m. The doctor said we don't have to do anything else for basil. He got long-lasting antibiotic shots and pain medication shot. And that's it. Now, my brain 
wanted to offer me that we were going to have to do all this pain medication stuff. We we're going to have to put a cone around his head. We were going to have to do all this stuff and we don't have to do any of it. And I honestly firmly believe it's because I attracted this doctor today with my energy and, and I handled the dogs the way I did and it's over. The situation's over. That's how magical and magnetic energy can be. Please mind your mind, mind your energy. Be aware of what you're creating and what you're creating for the people around you. Take responsibility for your own emotions and accept that life can suck sometimes and it can be really difficult and it could be the end of a loved one or it could be just a little blip in the road just like it is for Basil today. I also want you to accept that the way you deal with it, the way you frame it, the way you look at the lens through life based on the law of polarity actually doesn't just improve the outcome, it determines it. And I'm not talking about whether the person or the pet lives or dies. I'm talking about your experience around it. I hope you learned something valuable here today. I'll see you next episode. Thanks for being here and learning about Brain BS. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. If you did, please take a little time to do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. If you're actually interested in being on the podcast yourself or have questions about it, you can find me in the Brain BS podcast community on Facebook. See you next time.